Hi, welcome back to the Wise Body Potty. Today I wanted to do a little episode about our big girl barks. <laughs> if any of you know the TV show called Bluey, it's on ABC Kids. Uh, it's about a blue healer family and Bluey is six years old and her little sister Bingo is four years old. And I was watching it the other day and this particular episode um, called Yoga Ball was on. They're only a few minutes long and I really enjoy watching it. It's got some great attachment play in Bluey. Uh, so Bluey's little sister Bingo, she's only four and she was playing with her dad and they were playing with the yoga ball. And you see in the episode that Bingo starts to feel overwhelmed during the play and they're doing a bit of roughhousing and they're doing a bit of, you know, fun stuff and um, sort of the progress of a few scenes is that she's having fun but then she stops having fun and you can see her reaction. She kind of stops still and goes, oh, and um, the animation kind of like pauses in and zooms in on Bingo and she's, it's obvious that she's not enjoying that aspect um, and getting overwhelmed during that play so then later on um, her mum comes home and she tells her mum and her mum is like okay well you know let's practice your big girl bark and so they do and it's actually a really lovely moment of repair and connection Um, you know because as parents we can't always do things 100% right by our children uh, and it's not actually about um, enjoying ourselves all the time and having the children enjoy themselves all the time because we know that that's not possible and that's probably not healthy either, either because there's no growth or resilience in that but repair can be such a wonderful uh, connective tool in itself and so she says to Bingo, come on, show me your big girl buck. And Bingo starts out, she's like, rough. And Chili, the mum, she's like, oh, great, but come on, you could do it a bit, sort of a bit louder or a bit more oomph. And so Bingo's like, rough. And she's ready. She's brought out her, her big girl bark. And they go back and talk to her dad about it. It's a really quite funny episode. And it kind of made me think about my past roles as a nurse educator and in simulation um, and in medical I used to train medical students as well in simulation um, in like a special lab and we had mannequins and we had a really cool setup and great colleagues you know who were so motivated and we were we were really keen to teach these skills to nurses and medical students um, which was really really fun it reminded me about how it's not just medical um, practitioners who simulate scenarios. You know, I think air pilots do it and loads of other professions do it out there as well. But I've been learning neurolinguistic programming and there's a kind of process called a comeback strategy as well where you can kind of work out if kind of something bad happens or if there's a challenge during your particular event or during your particular profession, say, you would, it's best to practice uh, how you're going to come back after that particular challenge or if it's in medical, it's usually if something goes 
uh, awry or somebody, you know, has a heart attack or, you know, dies. <laughs> um, so it's kind of life or death in some ways, but it, you know, it can be applied to other things. I was drawn to critical care nursing for a long time and there was a few reasons for that. And one of the big reasons was I had this like curiosity and drive. I wanted to know exactly, exactly what to do when the worst things happened, like what I was just saying, like if somebody did have a heart attack or if somebody did, um, you know, have a cardiac arrest. So I loved learning about advanced life support because there's algorithms and there's procedures and there's roles that you need to take and there's certain medications that you need to give at a certain time. And, you know, I was like, oh, once I'm armed with that knowledge, you know, yes, I know the secret to the universe, kind of. So I used to work in emergency and intensive care unit and I don't work as a nurse anymore. But a lot of the simulation was it was not only you know learning the algorithms and learning the procedures and the medications it was about teamwork and communication and those were the things that we actually needed to practice as well if not more so than the algorithms themselves because we could have you know posters up on the wall or policies and procedures manual to pull out those algorithms and those specific you know dosages or medications names but What I found so beneficial was practicing the communication and the teamwork needed in that type of environment. It's high pressure, you know, adrenaline's pumping for everyone, Um, that type of teamwork. So I was thinking about Bingo as a four-year-old Blue Healer puppy cartoon, practicing her big girl bark. And I was thinking about how when we do things like this with children – We lay neural and somatic foundations for the next time bingo or a child is threatened or, you know, she gets played with too rough. Um, It's actually really incredible uh, how simple play can actually um, lay that foundation for children and they're able to express themselves when they need to. And I like to do this sometimes with my own children. We might, um, you know, get together during our sort of attachment playtime and I might say, hey, guys, why don't we practice saying no? Let's Come on, let's practice. And, you know, a little PS here. I used to be a good girl, so I think that's why I have a particular interest in this. I used to, um, you know, not sort of speak out much I used to say yes when I actually didn't have a full body yes to things Um, hence why I like to practice so uh, the kids and I might spend a few minutes um, practicing our nose or our physical boundaries and we might you know we might do a little bit of coaching each other like how loud can you go or maybe say it lower or maybe say it higher or how about we say it this way or what what sorts of uh, body stances do we need to, you know, come back into our power or um, what feels good in your body right now as you're saying no, things like that. And I think the flip side of this, so let's flip this around. Um, perhaps you or your child or children are already awesome at saying no and already awesome at boundaries. Um, so I was wondering too, maybe you or them or both or 
separate times or together, could practice and simulate saying yes to things. Because I've found that to be as useful. Um, and even simulating like good communication, uh, you know, like a lot of our focus was uh, when we were training um, medical students was on like the life-saving stuff. But we also did a lot of um, training and simulating just great communication and general listening and um, feedback skills in a positive way, uh, which also lays a foundation for great interactions out in the real world. So I was thinking, um, yeah, if you already have, you know, an awesome two-year-old who says no a heck of a lot, uh, that's amazing. You could perhaps um, practice and simulate saying yes or you know, a positive experience or talk to them about joy or happiness or um, <clears throat> that type of thing. And I guess you could bring up an experience that they like, like um, they might have a play they enjoy or they might like swimming or jumping on the trampoline. And as you're, as they're doing that or you're doing that with them, you could ask them to you know, ask them how it feels in their body and do they have a full yes to that and really sort of uh, layer in that yes and that enjoyment and that pleasure and that happiness or whatever it might be. And then later on you could practice it or another day, you know, just bring up, oh, hey, remember when we were doing that, you know, that jumping on the tramp and we were shouting yes to the sky? Do you remember how that felt in your body? Um, And they might be like, I don't want to talk about this right now, mum, which is totes cool. <laughs> or they might be like, yeah, I do remember that. And you could practice it again. And I just think it's a great way to, uh, for you to notice as a parent, for kids to notice how they're feeling. Even if you're not a parent, uh, you can still do this yourself. Noticing when you have a yes, remembering how that felt and you know, getting back into that energy of that and then you can start kind of looking for things that are in your world or your realm right now that kind of match that energy and you can notice it more and more and you start noticing what's a big yes in your body and what's a no in your body and that's really important for having energy to thrive and to not spend so much energy in a, you know, having said a yes but you actually feel a no like that's a really draining on our systems particularly you know we get um, our kidneys and adrenals produce cortisol and that's it's driving us but it's also it's a finite resource within our body so we need to when we can remember that um, perhaps saying no to something is actually healthier or perhaps saying yes to something else is better for our balance in our very very wise bodies let me know if that resonates or if you've seen the episode um and yeah take care everyone we are transforming the world with our body wisdom